And I don't need the guru to see the beauty inside of me We're all here for a reason And if you truly love yourself You won't need anyone else to show the world what it's like to have Welcome to podcast number two, Finding Your Truth, part one. Hi guys, how are you doing? Thank you to all of you who have reached out since the introduction to the podcast. Many of you just saying how grateful you are that I'm going to be doing this series, how beneficial and, you know, asking me a few questions. So I guess over the course of the podcast, I'll look to be answering your questions and we'll probably um, have a Q&A as well. So you can actually have your questions answered live by me, but keep those emails coming. We really do read them all and appreciate you. If we don't get back to you, then please excuse us, but we will do our best. And if not, keep tuning in because your question may well get answered here. So as promised, the first in the topic of the You Don't Need Your Guru podcast series is actually about knowing your truth. So what I'm going to be covering on today's podcast is how do you know what is the truth? As I discussed, you know, there's a reason for doing this podcast. There's so many fake gurus out there. You know, they're teaching mistruths. Uh, They're causing devastation in some situations. And I've come across a few of them in my time. As I say, I will call a few of them out and a few of their misguided teachings and the devastation that's left in people's lives. And that's why I felt it really important that you start to use your own discernment as I have over many, many years to know what is right for you, what is the truth for you and, you know, where you should be getting your information from. And if you do get external information, which of course you're going to, you know, whereabouts is it resonating? Is it coming from someone else's ego? You know, it's not to say that past experiences of other people are not important because we can learn and we can grow you know, but if you imagine that if something happens right now in front of me and you were sat next to me, I feel like you are, by the way, (laughs) but you were sat next to me and you saw that exact same situation incident. Let's imagine uh, that we literally was sitting here and somebody brayed on the door really, really loud and started shouting outside, fire, fire. Now, I've never been, thank God, and, you know, sorry for anyone who's out there that may have had this horrible thing happen, but I've never been in a fire, thank God, never will happen, not in my reality, but, you know, there will be people who've had that, and if that happened to be the person sat next to me, can you imagine that knock on the door, fire, fire, I would just be like, hey, what's going on? I would open the door, like, what's going on? You know, is it a fire alarm? Because I've had a few of those. We've all had those in hotels. I'm in a hotel room, by the way, now. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think one time I was like literally turfed out about three o'clock in the morning in the freezing cold out of a hotel. So I would probably think it was something like that. And I would filter because whatever's happening on the outside gets filtered through my values, my beliefs and my memories. And that's why my reaction would probably be, hey, another, you know, um, false call fire alarm. Whereas if the person who was with me has actually been in a house fire, can you imagine they would filter through that 
traumatic, horrific experience and their reaction would be completely different, wouldn't it? So whilst that knocking on the door is the truth of what's going on, our perceptions of that will vary greatly depending on, as I say, many things, but our values, our beliefs and memories. So this is how things get distorted. There's a saying in NLP that the map is not the territory. So, you know, you're looking at a map of how you're going to get where you're going. It's not the actual place, is it? So nothing is actually as it seems. One thing is um, the truth is certainly stranger than fiction sometimes. And we'll come on to that a little bit later about how we're actually living a holographic experience. And nothing that we believe to be reality is actually reality. You know, the table that I just knocked on isn't even a table. Uh, It's not solid. It's a moving lot of particles of 99.9% space. So how is that looking to be solid to me? It's all an illusion anyway, isn't it? So with that in mind, I think it's really important that we start to understand what is true for us may be very, very different to what is true for someone else. And particularly some of these fake gurus who might be trying to tell us their truth based upon their past values, beliefs, memories, particularly. With that in mind, I want to teach you how you will instinctively, without fail, know whether something is right for you or not. And also, if it's a yes or a no, that it resonates at the truth for you. So, as I say, I need to be frightened about something. Do you? That person knocking on the door, is there really a fire, you know? So, what we need to do is have that discernment. Now, you will remember on the first podcast, I spoke about Dr. Hawkins and Dr. David Hawkins, who's an incredible uh, psychiatrist. He also was a leading scientist who studied so much in the areas of consciousness. And he developed, for those of you that haven't read it, then please do read Power Versus Force. Within that, it gives you a more advanced version of obviously what I'm able to share with you in this short amount of time that we have. But the basis is found in that book. Funnily enough, though, I've been using this technique 15 years, probably longer. Okay, so and that was before I even read David Hawkins' Map of Consciousness. So I was shown this as many philosophies that all lead to the same road. I was shown this uh, on the very, very first NLP course that I went on. I was shown how to connect to what I was informed was my super conscious mind. So if you imagine, this is how they explained it, there's the conscious mind that's like a six-year-old child, you know, needs lots of repetition um, and hangs on to those. It could be hanging on to those traumas and those upsets like that inner child. And then we've got the conscious mind. Imagine that like a teenager that thinks it knows everything, is the grown-up, there is no one else, but actually there is this super conscious mind that if we imagine it like a loving parent. Okay, so if you were about to fall over or get run over, you know, if you had that where you're about to stand uh, across the road and suddenly, before you've even seen the car, something's pulled you back, you know, before your brain has even had chance to process the danger. I've had experiences like that. I'm sure if you rack your brains, you have as well. Driving along once and I was chatting away like you do. Driving, chatting to the passenger, I think even looking at them, but with your eye on the road, you know. 
and suddenly the car, I was so quickly before I could even consciously be aware of anything, swerved the car to miss, it was pitch black by the way, about 11 at night, to miss somebody who was walking, how crazy, rather drunk I think, on a country road, walking down the middle of the road uh, in the pitch black and something made me swerve that car and not hit him. So I ended up picking him up and taking him to the party with us, as I remember. It was a good night. Um, that kind of thing. And then going back, it's probably more than 15 years. It might be 20 years ago, actually, when I first started to use this, when I'd first done my NLP. Gosh, making myself sound old now, aren't I? But yeah, um, yeah, it was a while. And uh, there was a time I had doctor's practices out of Spain and we decided, and I had this real download, been getting them for a very long time and acting on things that really resonated for me. And this was that there was no hospices in the area. I think in the clinics we'd had some cancer patients and there's nowhere, you know, older, especially the expat community out there, for them to go and, you know, death at the end of the day. I know it's another podcast, but we will be talking about preparing for death. Well, there was no preparation. There wasn't anywhere one to even nurse you, apart from your family at home or a not very nice hospital environment. I thought, why is there no hospices? So I wanted to open a hospice, I decided. So to cut a very long story short, I tuned in. I did all that. I found the property. I got all the finance sorted out for it. It was obviously going to be like a charitable um, project that we were going to fund and all sort of supported by the community. And it was all systems go for this beautiful house. It comes to the day where I'm about to pay the deposit, which I still remember. Obviously, it was 400,000, this house, and I had to pay the 10% in cash. I don't know any of you who've lived in Spain and some of these outback countries as it was then will know you literally walk into the notary office with your cash and you pay it down. And it's a lot of money to be carried, so carrying around the town. So I tuned in and asked, is it okay to go and pay this? And I got a no signal. So that was a movement signal for me, moving forward as opposed to backwards, which up for the whole three months of planning this project, I'd been getting yes signals. So I was most distraught at this, thinking, how can this have happened? And it's a no. So I ring my husband at the time and said to him, listen, I'm getting a no signal. As much as he thought I was crazy being a, you know, a doctor and a very uh, scientifically minded person, he had seen this work so many times that he believed it. However, you know, he liked data on things, being that professional. He just knew that if I was getting a no, it was a no. He said, you can't do it then, can you? You can't pay the money. I was like, no, but I really, you know, I'd worked on putting all this together. I was really disappointed because that's what happens sometimes, isn't it? The universe has another plan for us. So anyway, obviously, I didn't go pay the money. And I checked in every day and every day I was getting a no and I could not understand it because up until that point it had been yeses. So bear in mind, you know, something can come in, new information can come into the field that can change a yes to a no. But I didn't know what it was. Anyway, I was then sitting in the clinic and I had a client with me. I remember the PA came knocking on the door. She knew, um, she was like the practice manager and she knew how important this property was to me. So she disturbed me, which she would never never do normally when I was with a client. But she did, she knocked on the door, Louisa, someone in reception wants to speak to you. So I go out to reception 
And there's this woman there all frantic and frazzled with this paper shaking in her hand. She's saying, look, I've just got this back. And uh, this chap that's been selling this house has been telling me the local doctors are about to buy it and pushing me forward. And I've put the deposit down and now I've had this back. And the land searches show the land doesn't actually belong to the house. It's only worth 240000 Um, And I was, well, I have got... This is typical Spain, by the way. I don't think it had happened in certain parts of the world like UK. I have got the paperwork showing that the land does belong to the house. So whether her bank had gone digging a little bit deeper, who knows? Um, but she said, have you got your paper? So I showed her that I had the paperwork saying it was valued, obviously, at the 400 mark. And she said, can I take that paperwork? Because I'm not going to I'm going to end up losing my deposit. I'm not going to be able to get a mortgage. I might be able to use this bank valuation, etc., etc. So I was like, well, you'd still pay 400 for a house because that's what he's asking. And she's like, well, yeah. So she did. She bought it. And for me, it wouldn't have been the best business move. Obviously, we were planning to put quite a lot of our own money into that. So it really wouldn't have been the best business move to buy a property for that amount when it's valued at 400 so for me it wasn't meant to be and it didn't happen but from what I understand she hasn't sold the property and she made a very nice cycling holiday resort out of it so there you go that's the power of the yes and no signals and I've had so many since my life is literally a divine blessed guided one not always easy, but I always tune in for reasons that you can understand so this is what I'm going to teach you now, uh, the map of consciousness, I'm going to put all of this information in a downloadable file or pro probably you can go to the website and get that. And if you just click on information from podcast two, then there is uh, going to be a lot of supporting information along these podcasts as well that you can just download for free. So, yeah. Wow. So what do we do? Very simply, before I uh, went into David Hawkins map of consciousness and looked at the way he explains doing it, which is the muscle testing, where, for example, you would hold out your arm and you would have somebody, ideally not a spouse, actually, or somebody too close to you, but you'd hold out your arm and you would test by putting two fingers just um, above the wrist area. And if you imagine you can do it now, if you've got somebody there with you, you'll say something that you know is the truth. For me, say, my name is Louise. Okay, and they will try, you resist and they will try to push your arm down. Your arm will not move easily. And then if I was to say something like, my name is Sarah. And exactly the same pressure is applied in exactly the same way. My arm is going to drop because that's not the truth. So this is your innate being knows what is factually correct or not. And you can do this with many, many things, you know, is this guru that you've been following right for you? You know, ask, is this food uh, that you might have an intolerance? Is it good for you? Is it right for you? And then there's a more advanced version of this that I'm explaining also, which is documented. And for me, it's more advanced because I've used it many years. And that is just really connecting, going back to that higher self. So you are shutting out the noise and the interference, if you like, from the unconditional, the conscious mind, and then just going straight to the higher part of the mind. And you're asking, there's a certain set of commands that you do to be connected and to get the noise out. And then you are asking for yes, give me a signal for yes. Now, remember to say now, <laughs> give me a signal for no now. And then you could ask exactly the same questions. 
Is this person right for me? Is this food substance right for me? Is this resonating at the truth? Okay, and then when you uh, also have a look there in the information, you will see the map of consciousness. So we are evolving, believe it or not. I think you're probably aware that we're all waking up now. There's been a lot of mistruth. So if you even wanted to ask about that, you know, do you need to be scared of propaganda in the media? No. <laughs> ask, you know, use your own discernment to know the truth because there's lies everywhere being bombarded with lies, you know, not just from marketing companies, but from this propaganda. I hate to say it from our governments, from, you know, pharmaceutical companies, you name it. But you can just get really used to knowing what is right for you and what is true for you when you use these techniques. They're invaluable. And the more you use it, the more you're going to get used to using it. I don't even need to do the signals anymore. I've been doing it so many years that I would ask, is this right for me? Is this for my highest good? Yes or no? And I'll always get the right answer. So, yeah, I'm going to put the information up there. Please download it, have a look and go through the practice. So to explain a little bit more about David Hawkins, uh, Dr. David Hawkins, um, hopefully you can get his book as well, Power Versus Force on audiobooks, uh, great listen. And it'll explain it in scientific detail because I know some of you out there, you like a lot of information detail, hence why we've done the support documentation for the podcast because I'm a big picture person. You know, it's bullet points for me. I'm very blessed to have incredible people that take care of all the details because they are obviously equally as important you know, especially with the magnitude of some of the projects that we're doing. And we wouldn't be doing any of these projects if it wasn't for my innate ability to tune in to the truth, get these yes and no answers, like I've shown you the beginning of how to do. But I want to share with you some other important factors here. Now, you imagine you have this energy circuit running through your body because, of course, we are energy. Yep, life is an energy game, my friends. So this circuit, like when we did at school, do you remember? And you'd have that light bulb come on and the little circuit running round and we created a little circuit breaker. Is that just me showing my age or did everyone do that at school? I think we did. So the body's very similar and we get these blockages and what blocks the energy flowing freely and optimizing all of the systems is this trauma that we have. And we all have some kind of trauma, even though we might look back on our childhood and say, you know what, it was a great childhood. I had, um, you know, loving parents. There will have still been those moments where perhaps, you know, you did something wrong. You've gone from being this nurtured baby, you know, with all your needs being met to one day, perhaps trying to put your finger in the socket. Gosh knows what, but you've been told no. And at that point, you know, this guilt comes in, this, oh, I'm wrong, or something gets stored that's a negative emotion in the body from starting from when we're very, very young, and it can be over the silliest little things. But those blockages remain because we store this information in our body with that same emotion, you know, with the lack of understanding of a little child. So to really optimize and make sure that we're getting the truth, there's a few things that we should be adding in. 
Okay, very important things not to be overlooked. So let's look at where this goes wrong with these yes, no answers. You could have, da, 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 wait for it, <laughs> and a lot of people have this, so it's not to frighten you, but you could actually have an energy attachment or an entity. And when we get these yes, no answers, they could be communicating the yes or the no. And most people have these at some point in their life. So the clearing of the energy field is very, very important as well. Best things for doing that is going for a walk in nature. You imagine, and this has been scientifically proved, when you go out in nature, obviously nature and everything is energy, as I said, but the cleanest, most high oscillating type of energy is that that we find in nature be it in the rivers, be it in the trees, be it on Mother Earth herself. You only have to think about it, don't you? Look at all the beautiful flowers and the beautiful vegetables and everything that feeds us, everything that is abundant from Mother Earth. There are no errors when you look at our beautiful petaled flower. So let's think about connecting to nature and lying on the earth with the intention of clearing anything away from your energy field that doesn't serve you. Now in the UK, uh, particularly, it may be difficult to do that. I'm saying this from sunny Dubai, so it's a little bit easier. But you can do it still. You can go and hug a tree. I know it sounds crazy and very hippie, but there is a scientific backed evidence, lots of it, that will show an energy exchange. So the intention behind what we're doing is the most important thing. So you are lying on Mother Earth, you can put your heels together, your toes pointed outward, and your um, hands on your forehead, on your hands, and you breathe in from the sacral. And the intention and the affirmation is, I am releasing anything that is attached to me in the name of God and in the name of the great source and being. You can add in any words that resonate for you. I'm not going to tell you some people don't resonate with the word God, and that's understandable. You know, let's look at how it's been misused over the years. So whatever is the word for you, the universe, the all-knowing energy, the infinite source of information, whatever is right for you. You are commanding that you draw on the power of nature to release anything that's not serving you. Be that emotional energy blockages, you are releasing them now. And you're commanding that they are released now. You are releasing any energies that need to be taken away from your being that are draining you. And as I say, putting your arms around a tree, your legs around a tree. So you've really got the whole front of your being next to the tree and breathing in the strength, the power, the positivity of nature and all of that beautiful energy that's very divine. And on the out breath, we are releasing any energies that do not serve us. And I would recommend doing that, even just walking in nature, setting your intention of saying those words, I'm releasing anything that doesn't serve me. Because as I said, your energy field expands and anything, any of these little black clouds that kind of get attached to us can be from other people, can be from many, many you know, negative thinking patterns of our own will be released as that energy field expands, you know, and what happens is the opposite. We're on the underground, say, in London, on the tube, then your energy field retracts. And, you know, it's to protect you, really. 
And then you go out in nature and it just expands. That's why you always feel so great when you've been out for a walk. So number one, get out in nature before you start to practice this yes, no, because we want a clear energy field. And I'd recommend doing that intention, you know, intention three times, at least three walks before you attempt this. And then um, I would, to release these energy blockages, I am going to put on the information that you can download something called an energy block release sequence. And that is some breath work and some movement work that will systematically unblock any energy that you have going on in your spine. So um, we will either send you a video of that or step-by-step instructions. I'll probably do it on a video, which will pop on the website where you can download it under podcast two. Okay, so there we go. And then what we're going to also start to practice is some meditation. Now, all these people I studied as a meditation teacher for about a year and a half, and um, I find that some of these most famous meditators and trainers, as incredible as they are, let's take Dr. Joe Dispenza is probably one of the world's most famous ones. Whilst he has done a lot of research and um, no doubt gets incredible results, I think one thing that is missing um, is the protection that we need to put around us. So it's all right having these gurus, you know, you might get 2,000 people in a room all meditating, but how do we know what's in those people's energy fields that's going into that collective energy bubble, if you like, that's going to be filling that room? You don't know. You don't know what trauma they've had. You don't know what upset they've had, and that can be picked up by the whole group, and that's always one thing that has, um, you know, shone as... A missing piece, you know, do you want to go into a room with 2,000 people you don't know and pick up their stuff? You know, I don't think so. So we should definitely be putting our protection around us. Okay, so before we do any meditation, we're going to be aware. And why? Because you can pick up these different energies, not only from other people, but from other dimensions. And we will come to more of that later. So, you know, we don't need to get too... um, you know, worried about it or could focus on it because what we focus on, we're going to get more of. But what we do is we just find solutions. So what is the solution? The solution is, and I'm going to take you through a little meditation now. I'm going to show you how to put the protection around you now. And I'm going to do a meditation that is particularly about us tuning into the space. Because if you imagine that when you are going about your daily business, you know, you've got a lot thinking about, you're thinking about the stress of the day, what you have to do, you know, you've constantly focused on an object or a thing, you know, it's not expansive. Let's imagine it just um, contracts us down and it also stops us being the most optimum coherent in the brain patterns that we can be. And they've measured this and they've researched this. So how we can get into coherence, which means your brain expanding and being at its best, because we want that, don't we? If we're going to be connecting to get these yes, no answers, our consciousness leads to lift and it needs to be expanded and we need to clear away anything that would be interfering. So just to recap, walking in nature doing an energy block release sequence just to make sure everything's gone away. Then you'll go back to the yes, no commands, which I've explained to you. 
or the muscle testing, you'll be doing it from a good place. Adding in this meditation on a morning or evening is very powerful. As I mentioned before, first thing in the morning for the first 15 minutes will map out your whole day. Every successful person has a morning routine. It's one thing they have in common. And they also understand that the last thing at night, their brain is still processing whatever they did before they went to sleep. So let's not make that a horror movie or having negative thoughts if we can help it. So having a vision board by the side of your bed or having something, some nice pictures of people you love, things you can feel grateful for, a magical moment list, a gratitude list. So that on the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes, your focus is on something positive. That alone will reshape your whole day. And this can be added in this little meditation. Okay. So we're going to have on the out breath, imagining a beautiful star, which is a six pointed star protecting us. So we breathe in from the top of our head with this beautiful pointed star going down into the core of the earth where all of the beautiful crystals are, feeling us connected and strong on the earth. Imagine from left to right and right to left, we also have another part of the star. And finally, from the front of us to the back of us, meaning that we are encapsulated by this beautiful, shining, bright star with six points from the top to the bottom, from the left to the right, and from the front to the back. You can even imagine that you're sitting in a beautiful pyramid. Whatever feels right for you, you know that you are safe. You are protected and the only energies that are going to come to you are going to be energies that support your mission of doing good things in the world and being at your optimum self. That's right. So, if we're ready now, we're gonna take a nice deep breath. You're gonna be sitting comfortably, ideally with your spine erect. And as you take a nice in breath, deep, and slow through the nose, breathing all the way, imagining the energy coming up from the base of the spine up to the crown, breathing in deeply. Hold it and relax. And again, another deep breath from the base of the spine up to the crown, breathing in deeply and slowly. Holding it for a moment and 
and relax, really bringing your attention and your focus as you feel it now, only to that breath. Breathing in from the base of the spine, all the way to the crown and holding it. And on the out breath, relaxing. Brilliant. And as you take another deep breath, you begin to feel yourself relaxing even deeper. Relaxing even deeper now. And now we're going to take your focus to the tip of your nose and as you're focusing on the tip of your nose you become aware of the space that is the tip of the nose and all of the nose what is the space that the nose occupies Taking your energy and your thoughts and your focus to that space that is occupied by your nose. And continuing to take some nice deep breaths, we become aware of the lips. And as the lips part gently, you become aware of the space that the lips occupy. That's right. Focusing on the space. That the lips occupy. And now we're taking our awareness to the eyes, the forehead, becoming aware of the space that occupies within it, the eyes and the forehead. Just focusing on the space. begin to feel even more deeply relaxed, even more deeply relaxed. And as your energy and your awareness is taken to the space that is your chin and your jaw and your cheekbones, and as you do so, you feel your jaw drop slightly as you begin to feel even more deeply relaxed. Being aware of the space that is occupied by your chin and your jaw. And now the whole of your head, being aware of the whole 
of the space that your head occupies. Just being aware beyond the head of the space that surrounds the head. Taking that awareness now to your neck and shoulders and arms, being aware of the space that is occupied by the neck and the shoulders and the arms. And you may begin to feel that your arms feel heavier and heavier as you relax with your awareness on the space that is occupied by your neck and your shoulders and your arms. And every breath seems to be making you feel even more deeply relaxed now. Even more deeply relaxed. And as your awareness comes to your chest and your lungs and the space that the chest and the lungs occupies. And as you begin to feel the space through all of the parts of your being, and of course you can repeat this meditation and take yourself through the rest of your body parts and that, my friends, was just to give you a little example of a meditation that you can use to optimise your coherence. As I say, it's been scientifically proved to change the brain waves, to make you more coherent, to allow you to focus on the multi multi-dimensional parts of yourself. Okay, which is actually where we're going for these yes-no answers, isn't it? So follow something like that as a meditation, do it daily, okay, and your answers are going to be bang on. If you practice what I'm saying, your yes-no answers on the muscle testing and on even your physical yes and no moving backward or forward will be there and you'll have this loving guide that will help you through life, what's going to make you feel fantastic because you'll just be in a complete flow state Things will go right for you because you'll be guided by the all-knowing part of yourself. And that, my friends, is why we do not need a guru. You don't need a guru. So without further ado, just to finish up now, I know you're coming round and I'm sorry that was a bit of a, an abrupt awakening but we've only got so much time on these podcasts of course there are some longer meditations that I do that you'll be able to download from the website but for now I'm going to play out with this incredible song which I promised you on the first podcast it's a gift you can download this from the website as well. It's very exciting that this has been produced for me by my chief of operations, the incredible Luke Greenwood. You can follow him on his socials as well and see his other albums on Spotify. Again, the link is on the website, my friends. So get your free track. He's done it especially for this podcast. 
you don't need a guru. Here we go. And I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Practice that, getting the truth, those yes and no's, and you too will be living a blessed and guided life. Take it away, Luke. Bye for now. Nobody can easily see. A simple four-letter word can change the way that you're perceived And I know nobody but me can speak my truth I'll use my tongue, I'm gonna stay forever young Nobody but me Nobody but me And I don't need a teacher to see I can already breathe, I'm already here I've already been guided because I am that I am and I believe that I can see Even the teachings can be one-sided And I don't need guidance to see that I'm already free Because L-O-V-E is better than H-A-T-E So I'm gonna choose my words wisely Now I know that they can define me Nobody but me can easily see A simple four-letter word can change the way that you're perceived And I know Nobody but me can speak my truth, I'll use my tongue, I'm gonna stay forever young, nobody but me. And I don't need the guru to see the beauty inside of me. We're all here for a reason. Love yourself, you won't need anyone else to show the world what it's like to have freedom. And if you fail to learn the lessons from your past, you condemn to repeat them. So you better learn real fast that there's nobody but me. Nobody can easily see a simple four-let to work and change the way that you're perceived. I know nobody but me. Speak my truth, I use my tongue, I'm gonna stay forever young Nobody but me Nobody, nobody, nobody but me